Hello, welcome to another episode of AADA. This is episode 226 and today I'm talking about why the creative industry needs a governing body. You'll have noticed if you listened to yesterday's episode 225, I tried to move my podcast to a different location. It sounded really weird. I've moved it back again. I've moved it back up into the loft because it's less echoey in here and I prefer the sound of it. Downstairs, there's less noise, as in there's less car traffic, that kind of stuff you can probably hear in the background occasionally on this one. But when I was downstairs, it was so echoey and I don't understand how it was echoey. It's a smaller room and it shouldn't have echoed that much. Anyway, it did. So today I'm talking about, not talking about echo, I'm talking about why the creative industry needs a governing body. So the creative industry really encompasses a lot of businesses. It it encompasses web developers and web designers and graphic designers and everybody in between, app developers, copywriters, artists, illustrators. There's so many facets to the creative industry. It even includes people like film producers and directors and script writers, just everybody. There's so many, so many facets to the creative industry. So it'd be difficult to make a governing body for the entire thing. But when I'm talking about the creative industry today, I'm particularly really talking about my experience. I'm talking about the kind of the creative and digital sector. I'm talking about web designers, graphic designers, those kind of people, the people that I know and the people that I know for definite, we really need a governing body. And a governing body is not an unusual concept. There's lots of industries out there that have got governing bodies. If you take lawyers, for example, um, if you take solicitors, people like that, they've got to pass the bar and there's a governing body that governs that. And if you want to become a doctor, you can't just rock up and start being a doctor. You've got to take the training and there's governing bodies for doctors and the medical profession and things like that. In the creative industries, we're not so lucky. Anybody with a laptop can rock up and become a designer or claim they're a designer or they can claim they're a web developer or claim they make apps. Literally anybody can do this. You could go set up a website tomorrow and start doing it. And that's really why I think there should be some kind of governing body. That is the overarching tone of the things that I'm talking about today. That we desperately need a governing body because we need to start getting rid of some of the shysters in our industry and only promote professionals who are doing these things correctly. The first thing I want to mention, though, is standardization. When you've got a governing body, whether you like it or not, there's an element of standardization to your industry. If if you look in the construction world, for example, there's building regulations and things like that that exist that say that buildings have got to meet particular criteria and buildings have got to be built in a certain way. They've got to make sure people don't die in a fire too 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 easily in a house and all those kind of things there's lots of standardization to just construction for example and when you go about building a website or when you go about designing a brochure or a brand or whatever it is there's no standardization to that and standardization works on a lot of levels and it'd be really useful for us to have some kind of standardization for a lot of things that we do. If you just take websites, for example, if there was a set of standard rules, it means that new people could enter our industry much easier. It means that they'd know what to expect, no matter what agency they went to work for. At the minute, every single agency designs websites differently. Every single agency builds websites differently. And it's really difficult for a new starter in our industry 
to be able to grasp that and to be able to understand that and understand that everybody does something different. So the advantage of standardization would be that all that process could potentially be standardized and governed more to the point, which kind of leads me on to the next point. Because there's no standardization, there's also no barrier to entry. There's no governance in our industry. Anybody can become a graphic designer, a web designer, an identity person, an illustrator, uh, an artist, anything. Anybody can become those things. And whilst... and You might have noticed, by the way, on this episode, I'm terribly losing my voice. So every now and again, I'm going out of the mic and I won't edit that one out, but all the rest of the ones I've edited out. So several times in this episode, I've been going to try and, you know, clear my throat. Anyway, so yes, the, uh, the barrier to entry thing, it's really important that we could develop a barrier to entry if we had some kind of standardization, because then it means that our clients and our potential clients and people wanting our services are not getting ripped off anymore. They're not getting charged a fortune for something that doesn't work. They're not getting charged a fortune for things that are just blatantly wrong. And we get it all the time. People come to us at Genius Division all the time, not happy with their current website or their current design agency or their current whatever, because they've just not done a good job of it. And by increasing a barrier to entry or even creating a barrier to entry, much like becoming a doctor, you need to pass certain exams. If you did the same in our creative industries, that could potentially reduce a lot of that bad work in our industry. And because of all that stuff, there's not really an expectation of any kind of professionalism. When you're doing business with someone, you expect them to pre- to be professional, you expect them to be courteous, you expect them to be nice, you expect all these kind of things, and it all leads to a kind of overarching picture of professionalism. And because there's no standardization or no barriers to entry in our industry, a lot of people aren't aware of that. A lot of people don't know how to be professional. They don't know how to treat clients. And all that kind of stuff could be taught or could be demanded if there was a barrier to entry and if there was some kind of standardization, if there was some kind of standardization of how we have to treat clients and how we have to treat potential customers, that'd help increase the professionalism of our industry and also help increase the profile of our industry. Because I still think a lot of people, when I tell them I'm a graphic designer and a web designer. I think a lot of people still think that I just work in my bedroom, that it's not a real career, that I just colour in all day. And that couldn't be further from the truth. This is a growing industry in the UK particularly. It's huge and it's outgrowing nearly every other industry in the UK right now as well. It's big business and there's big businesses doing the kind of things that I do. And I go to an office every morning and there's six of us in our company and we're a real company. And We pride ourselves on doing a good job and being professional. We're not just back bedroom designers. We're not, you know, we're not just back bedroom developers. And a lot of that perception could change if we just dedicated ourselves to a certain level of professionalism and made some standards for professionalism. And I also think that with the standards of professionalism, it helped new employees as well. They know exactly what to expect. They know how, how, the process was going to work. They'd understand what's expected of them professionally. And also the client would understand. They'd understand the service that they were going to get. And they'd understand the process. And they'd understand what they was going to receive. And 
it just make all around the a, a better experience for our clients, our customers, our potential people who are coming into the industry, the students who are learning our craft, just everything. It's a no-brainer that this needs to happen. And I think it will happen at some point in the future. We're still a relatively young industry. We're still probably 15 to 20 years old, maybe not even 20 years old. And it's only really in the last sort of 10 years that this has kind of started growing and growing and growing. We'd expect to see something like this starting to develop over the next 10 years. It could do with happening faster, in my opinion. And I think it will happen eventually. But I just hope... It starts to happen soon to some extent. And I've seen people trying to do this in various ways. Uh, There used to be a guy called Andy Rutledge. He, well, I say used to, he still exists, but he doesn't really talk about this this stuff anymore. He set up a set of professional guidelines for how agencies, particularly creative agencies, should treat their clients. And it never really took off too much, but that kind of thing needs to happen more and more. We need almost a government-mandated set of standards and guidelines and regulations for how creative industries start to work. But that's never going to happen while the government and the public sector and everybody who aren't in our industry don't understand what we do for a living. My mum and dad still don't understand what I do for a living, and neither does most of the government, neither does most of the people in power. They just do not understand our industry. They understand it's growing, they understand that it's making them a lot of money, but they don't understand anything beyond that, and that needs to really change. The public sector and the government need to start to understand and take seriously what our industry is, and that also goes for ourselves. We need to start taking ourselves more seriously and really consider developing a governing body for our industry. That was episode 226, and I'm sorry about all the 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 voice disappearing thing and getting a bit gravelly there. I don't know what's happened to my voice. It's just disappearing for some reason. I woke up with a really sore throat this morning and luckily it's gone now, but the kind of graveliness of my voice is still there. So that was episode 226. And if you want to find the show notes out, go over to askadesigneranything.com forward slash EP226. I'm back tomorrow with another episode just like this one. And I hope you join me then. And thank you so much for listening and I'll see you soon.